For the nigga who be talking loud and holding his dick, talking shit, he better lay low. Lay low. Lay low. The said low. I shot some shit up out of my dick. Now she sick. She better lay low. low. Lay low. The niggas lay who low. be claiming my hood and really ain't for my gang. Better lay low. Lay low. Lay low. I hope he don't be thinking I'm just talking and I won't do a thing. Really hope so. Welcome back to the Why So Series Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and we got the normal crew with us. We got Devin, we got Mike, and we got my man, old man Wade with us. And yes, sir. We are here to uh, for the return of one of, our, one of my favorite shows, and hopefully one of Devin's and Mike's now, and I definitely know it's one of old man's, uh, The Boys. Uh, they dropped... The first three episodes last week. We're gonna try to do this weekly for the. Oh, it's only eight episodes, I think, this season or ten. So we're gonna try uh, to. Yeah, eight. I think it's only eight episodes. So we're gonna try to review this uh, weekly. Get back to our weekly TV shows like we used to do. But um, yeah, we're reviewing the boys season two episodes one through three. Um, before we get really into this episodes, um, I made Mike. Because Mike lied to me and told me that he read the watched the boys and he didn't watch the boys. So I said, Mike, this is very important to me. I really need you <laughs> to watch this. Because he let you down. He did let you down on watching Agents of Shield. We both let you down on Don't Shield. let he me did. down on this, Mike. And Mike came through and while he was building his Lego set this weekend, he watched the entire first season of the boys. So before we get into season two, Mike, what did you think about season one of the boys? Uh, so immediate impressions before I even started was I thought it was like, I knew it was going to be funny because I've, I had already seen lots of memes. Didn't obviously understand any references. I knew it was going to be like a lot of similarities between like the mainstream comic book media. And then this, uh, I did not expect it to take itself as like seriously as it did. And I was surprised in a positive way that it did. I, I got hooked. Like, I think I got hooked on episode one like it did not take like there's some shows i've watched where it takes a couple episodes for it to build up and really get me interested but this one i had no problem watching every single episode i was like i remember th- there are so many things i thought when i saw because i've never read the books either so this is like the totally the freshest slate ever like i was like my impressions of certain characters changed literally in the second and third episode i was like oh homelander is going to be one of the the better superhero. He's going to be the guy. Like, you know, everyone else. Is <laughs> I was like, nope, never mind. That was wrong. Um, and I, my immediate impression of, like, when A-Train ran through, I was like, oh, he must have been fighting some supervillain. And he probably feels really bad. Nope, I was proved wrong that episode. So I quickly learned what the boys was about. And I was very into it. It's, it's a nice change of pace from the normal superhero media that we're so used to seeing. Um, I have a huge crush on Starlight. I'll just tell everybody. Ooh. What? What's wrong with Starlight? In her, in her, uh, it's all about Maeve, yo, and that damaged uh, Wonder Woman persona. Queen oh yeah, she's a, she. She's not like super relevant in season one. I didn't think like she's there. She's there she, yeah. she, 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 she. I mean, she. She became relevant after the plane thing happened yes then she had like her but before then she was just kind of in the background so like i I wasn't super invested in Maeve in the first season because i feel like she didn't have a lot going on but now like at least from the first three episodes of season two i feel like she's more so what do you think about billy butcher what's your opinion on butcher do you like him do you think he's a good guy do you think he's crazy do you hate him what do you think i like him a lot i don't know if it's like 
I don't know if it's his character or the way he handles himself. I feel like he's definitely – I mean, he, he must care about the boys deep down. Uh, but, like, his first and foremost, like, he's obviously going out for himself. He's obviously going after Homelander. That's his, like, tunnel vision. That's his focus. Um, I think he's necessary because, like, the first episode of season two was really awkward without – you know, like, it just didn't feel right with all these people without Billy Butcher – um, I, I don't, I don't know where his, like, where he, what he really is. I'm, I, I want to know why Homelander let him live. So well, I don't know if that's, well, they, they kinda... basically said that, well, we'll get to it, but she, he basically said we made a deal and he was like, our deal is running around living right now in part. Of yeah. That, I <laughs> yeah. But saying. I feel like Homelander, like, I feel like. Homelander wouldn't care, first of all, because he knows he could kill Billy Butcher and still see his son, like, or at least he must think that. And the other thing is, I feel like my my first thought was, I wonder if he's going to try and use Billy Butcher to get back to the rest of the boys somehow. And that's what I'm worried about. You know, mm, I didn't see that. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah no, but what I, you think I got of season two so far. Season two is fucking everything. Uh, my man Black Black, uh, aka Black Noir. Uh, <laughs> Is the fucking man? He got he got to kill people, and uh, I fucking love that shit. He's fucking cool as shit. Um, the shit they're doing with the deep man, whoo, that shit is crazy. That shit is good. I love every bit of it. Um, the guy from Insecure, he seems gay in this shit too. But um, that was uh, and then Maeve being everything. I love Stormfront because I love um. What's the shit called that girl was on? Uh, the main actress. Uh, uh, shit. Oh, you are the worst. It's on FX. It's on. It's driven on Hulu. But she's amazing on that. She's pretty much the same character. This was superpowers. Um, <laughs> she scares me. Yeah, she, she does. Scare you. Yeah, she Brandon, should. She definitely should. She I told Brandon that I had a crush on uh, Starlight, and he was like, "I think you're gonna have a crush on Stormfront." And then I watched. It, I was like, "Nah, she just scares me." <laughs> Whoa, Stormfront is hotter than, than than fucking Starlight, though. Stormfront. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm on. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm my vote's still with Starlight right now. I mean, Kimiko is the real MVP. All Mike's day, such every day, a baby so, face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, season season two is just everything and more. Um, I was because I watched season one all the way over because uh, my brother's wife didn't watch it. Uh, so we all watched that. That was what we spent the time doing during Labor Day weekend. Um, but the thing is so crazy that, like, I don't know if I'm triggered by all media now, but white people are terrible. And, and so that's <laughs> the underlying thing about a lot of things I watch. And Homelander is a super-powered evil Superman and Donald Trump all in one. And it's very scary for me. I, I'm very scared about everything that I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing about the boys. If there's anything like the comic book series, everyone is terrible. The comic book series, every character is a bad person, except, except for Hugh. like, except, well, Hugh, even Huey and Starlight lie to each other, and Huey's fucking like going but, off on Starlight and shit in the but comic like, books. But only thing, I, only thing about that is, yes, you're 100 percent right. But when you, when I say like a bad person, it's like they do stuff. Where it's like, oh, I'm not. They're not necessarily bad people. They're just doing dumb shit that you do when you're like in relationships. Like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's they're true. also they're doing bad that's stuff true. for not bad reasons. Yes, that's the other thing. That's I what mean, you're... we'll see what happens with that. 
We'll see what happens. <laughs> I have a question for everybody. Hold I on, hold on, hold on. We got to ask Old Man. So Old Man Wade's favorite, one of his favorite comic book series of all time is The Boys. He's read it yep. many, 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 many times. He knows the mm-hmm. story inside and out. He loves season one. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about the first three episodes of season two? Uh, how long do I have to talk about this? Because um, I don't do want to, I don't want to be go. wrong. Just do your overall <laughs> go thoughts. Go, go, go on, son. Go three to five minutes. Overall thoughts. Three All minutes. Right. So let me start with Butcher. I'm going to make a comparison to him in the comic book and what I got from him in the show. They are drastically two different people. Different people. Yeah, I agree. The one in the comic book, he's a leader. He's smooth. He's manipulative. Even when he does things that are completely messed up, he still finds a way to smooth it over and show that he did it for righteous, quote unquote, righteous reasons. The Billy Butcher we're getting in the in the, um, the boys in the, the TV show, he's just a dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he has no real plan. He's kind of just moving without any real direction. So I, and it's, but what's funny about that is as much as I love Billy Butcher, he's probably my favorite character in the comic book, You'd figure the contrast in the two, I wouldn't like the one in the in the, in the show, but I love him because he is so flawed. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think that Billy Butcher in the comic book had any flaws other than just being a diabolical piece of shit. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, All his shit worked out until the end, and even in yep. the end, that was his plan. Yeah, he even like even bringing Huey in was part of his plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Huey. I like the, the difference between the Huey and the comic books and the Huey here is this Huey has a set of, has a big set of nuts. He's not like scared of Butcher. He looks him in the face. He'll attack him if he needs to. So he's not afraid. It takes a while. It takes a while, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I like that about him. Uh, I'm still waiting for something with Maeve. She's definitely more interesting than she was in the comic book, but the Maeve in the comic okay. book was more fun because she was such, well, she was such a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, and when you find out why she is the way she is, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, but you could just see from the the the, the snapshots we give of Maeve, and then what Homelander, you know, threatens, you know, <laughs> and essentially has scared her into not living a life that she wants to live, is a real thing. Uh, so that that dynamic is is cool to see. And then whenever we get into her story, what what actually happened. Um, it'd be, I think it'd be interesting for people to see. Brandon, hold on, hold uh, on. real quick, I, okay. Good. I think you should um, that all the all the things you sent us as far as the YouTube videos, I think you should put that on the site as well, so people can get a little background or whatever. About the comments. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, old man, before you keep going, I got a question for you. Uh, yes, sir. I forget it. Without giving any spoilers about the comic book, because I don't want to ruin the show for anyone completely. Um, they kind of gave us some hints that the black, because I thought the first season, I thought, okay, they're going to do something totally different with Black Noir. But that first scene of the first yeah. episode, do you think they're going to actually do Black Noir like the books? Yes. And I was actually wondering how they were going to make this work. But the more I see of it, the more it's starting to make sense. He's, um, without giving too much away, the Black Noir from the comic book, the most he said up until the very, up until the end was maybe a couple of like weird, creepy, like heavy breathing and laughter. This Black Noir is, is he's weirdly emotional, but he also seems emotionally unstable. 
but he also has a, like so much power and you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make, and then the more you see, you're like, okay. But if you know the comic book, you get it. I really can't speak more on it because it could, uh, it could potentially ruin the entire show. Yeah. Also, um, last question before we get into these episodes. What do you think about how they changed uh, Stormfront? Um, I'm still waiting to see more. As of now, I loved what they did with her. Uh, my wife brought up a really good point because she was, when she was uh, questioning Starlight, my wife goes, wait, is she questioning her because she's like, you know, generally thinks that Starlight is a snitch or is she questioning her because Stormfront's the one actually with the, um, the hidden mic? Is she reporting back to someone? And it got me thinking is actually so far, my favorite character in this is the CEO of Vought. That dude is so calm. He's so cool. Yo, he plays that same character in every evil villain role he's in. And he, it's awesome. It never gets old. And the funny thing about it, it's a little slight twist. Not twist. Light, little The slight changes in each show because each show demands a different kind of um, change. Like he Now he's playing the cold-hearted CEO of a billion-dollar, possibly trillion-dollar company. So the decisions he makes are different than he would make when he was, Breaking uh, Bad. yeah, Breaking Bad, or when he was in um, The Mandalorian. So yeah. it's it's cool seeing him be this person because you're not gonna be so because sometimes you're not gonna. Okay, here's you know here's a good example. In episode three, when they were asking him what he was gonna do, he was just looking at this one particular um, picture of the um the superhuman terrorist and just smiling and i was like okay what does he got going on and he and then he went into that boardroom and he basically played homelander like a fiddle mm-hmm. it was like he made him basically go out and do that because but he couldn't order him to do it and i was like oh my god he's playing him. because and there's a character similar to him in the boys um comic book oh yeah there is i think they that's him i think it's the same character it might be, but I don't think he was a CEO no, in the comic book. But I feel like if Homelander has a weakness, that dude has it. Has it, it is. He'd be so, spot on. So here's the thing. Um, when you read the comic books, um, one of the ongoing themes of the book and one of the themes that you're kind of seeing in the show, that's a lot. Because here's the thing. Before I get into that, this show is drastically different than the comic books. Mm-hmm. And not in a bad way. Um I love every second of it, but they're not telling the comic book story, and that's making it even more intriguing for me because I don't know where it's going. But one of the themes that are on both is that one thing that people are constantly that's constantly harped on is why don't the people in the seven or any of the heroes just do whatever the fuck they want? Like, why are they so subservient to Vought? Like, what keeps them in check? Um, and it's this constant thing that it keeps referring back to to try to figure out, like, why did they stay in check? Why Homelander is the most powerful person in the world. How can anybody tell him what the fuck to do? Why does he listen? And they're starting to give you reasons on why these things happen. But uh, in the book, they talk about it. But, you know, and then he starts to question it. And that's where you're kind of seeing Homelander in this the beginning of this series, this season, is when Homelander's like, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Like, I, why do I have to listen to you? But you can see 
that John Carlos Esposito's character still has something to control him. Even even the Homelander thinks he's in charge, which is very interesting. And then the other thing, the difference from the books that I'll say, because I don't want to give big spoilers from the books, but Stormfront in the comic books is a Nazi. So essentially Germany got somehow got a hold of Compound V or some facsimile of Compound yeah, V. The person who created Compound V, if I'm not mistaken, the first superhero they made actually was Stormfront. Yeah. Vogelbond. Vogelbond, yes. And so he, mm-hmm. he was from the, the World War II and he was a Nazi, full-on Nazi. Uh, and then he ended up joining Payback, <laughs> which is uh, their version of Avengers in the comic books down the road. Uh, which is quite interesting, but he's a terrible person on there. And I think Stormfront, as you can see in episode three, I think she's going to be a terrible person on here too. Quite terrible. Um, I and, think she's going to challenge for the, to be the leader of the seven. I think she's going to right, challenge. Uh, an Iron Man in the comics? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, he, uh, and he fucks everything. They're, they have uh, their own uh, Batman. Oh, yeah, you think Tech Knight is Iron, more Iron Man than yeah. Batman? He's a, he's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. All right. So let's. Uh, I, we don't I thought Black to... Noir was Batman. No, Black Noir is his own. Like, yeah, Black his... Noir doesn't really have an uh, analogous superhero to me. Um, before we go on, can I just mention something else about Homelander? Yeah. Uh, for all of Homelander's like vaunted strength and arrogance and like godlike persona, he is the most mentally weak person on that team. The only reason he gets away with the stuff that he he can is because he can physically do it. He can physically destroy someone. Um, is it Stanley Edgar? Is that his name? Edgar, yeah, that's John Carlos Esposito. Yep. Yeah, so he knows that he can't beat him physically, but he also knows that Homelander is easily manipulated mentally. Um, and no one else on the seven has the mental prowess to really play him the way that um, Edgar does. So that's one of the reasons why he can control him because Edgar knows that, like, yes, if I push him too far, he will lose it. And that's why when um, their publicist was like, we need to talk to him about that, he goes, I'll sell Homelander when I'm ready. Because he knows that, like, certain things can and will push him over the edge. And if you push him too far, then you have this uncontrollable force that we're, that you're not even sure a nuclear bomb would um, stop. So yes. it's important, and it's important to recognize. I think it was Mike who said um, that he's gonna that, that um, Stormfront is gonna challenge Homeland. No, I said it was me. It was me. Oh, it was you, Devin. So Devin, <laughs> I, I want that to happen. I don't even care who replaces him, but he needs to get out of there. Um, so Man. Stormfront challenging him would make sense, especially because she is that manipulative. Like she starts off by saying, "Oh, I'm with you, and I get all that, and blah blah blah." And then the next minute, you snooze, you, you snooze, you lose, Grandpa. But then there's a scene in um, one of the trailers. This isn't spoiling anything because it's in the trailers where a Stormfront says something to Homelander, and then before Homelander can respond, respond, Stormfront goes, "Just shut the fuck up and I be my tits." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can see the we can start to see the way um, things are starting to be. Yeah, yes. see how she operates. Um, all right, yeah. episode one, the season two, the big ride was basically catching you up on everything that's happened since the end of season one. Um, so we see that the boys are in hideout, hiding somewhere um, in the city. Um, the seven are together and they're mourning, quote unquote, mourning 
translucent. And what you find, what I really like about the boys is how they take real life stuff and incorporate it with superhero stuff. Because Vaughn yeah. is essentially just an evil corporation that like makes everything. No, I don't think they're Disney. <laughs> but I mean, if Disney has the adventures for real, you don't think Disney would be acting like this? Maybe. But Disney, but here's the thing, Disney is a little better people than Vaught. Not saying Disney's good people, but they they behave a little bit better than Vaught. Vaught I'm just saying if it was a comparison yes. and if we had yes. Disney had power over the Avengers, would this not be Disney? Yes. And Vaught is um and the so Vaught is using translucent for PR and uh yeah, go ahead. So so from season one to season two, how many days is this? Because like again, they find out Translucent is dead, and like, is it a week after? Like they find him dead. Yeah, this isn't too long like after the end of season one. Maybe a couple weeks, because you know A Train is still in the hospital from the end of season one. Um, mm-hmm. The boys are still in hiding. Butcher's been gone. We don't know where he's at. Um, they're they're doing a Chris Hansen special on Billy Butcher killing Madden Still, Love it. Love it. When I saw Chris Hansen, I was like, yes. So there's a lot going on uh, with this. So, Mike, um, when you first tuned into season two, what most intrigued you about what was going on with the world post and uh, after the end of season one? Like, were you intrigued with what Starlight and Huey were doing secretly, trying to expose Vaught? Were you more intrigued with the deep and what the hell was going on oh, with him I, in Ohio? I, I want the deep to suffer as 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 he deserves everything that comes his way. One thousand percent. I don't care. Like, and I thought it was <laughs> if I could skip to the later. Yeah, we can jump around. We don't have to go in order. He when when they were like getting back in the field, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna be a main player again. And then he, what happens to him? I was like, yeah, fuck you. That's what you deserve. All right, yeah, you and your stupid. Not wet. Lucy and, though. Not I Lucy love the though. ocean, but the deep, the deep is a piece of shit, and he does not get to get away with any of that. So I don't. I am the least like. I get why they're putting it in. The, I'm not like bored by the plot line, but I, I literally am sitting there like, yeah, good. Suffer, you know, you're 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 fine where you're at. Um. Most intrigued by, well, at first I was most intrigued by what in the first episode, like my immediate thought was, all right, everyone's accounted for except for Billy Butcher. So where's Billy Butcher? Um, and we got him. And now I'm most curious by what Starlight and Huey are, are doing to take down Seven. And I love that scene where like they had a big win and um, uh, Frenchie and uh, Mother's Milk were like, yeah, you deserve this. Like you're the best. And then, uh, uh, Billy was like not not for it, and they were like, "Dude, give the man some credit." Like uh, that—that's the stuff that I've been most intrigued by so far. So, Mike, what did you think about their uh, fake daredevil? Oh, I was—he was cool, and he did not deserve to go that way. So, yes, yeah. he did. Yes, actually, he did. I actually have that clip because I know Mike loves Daredevil, so I got this clip for he him. He seemed like he was a good guy. Blind Spot, no. by the way, is what his name is. Blind Spot. <laughs> so I'm going to share this. So everyone can see and play this, and people can hear it as well. And right, let me know if you guys can see. I got it. We see it. We see it. Can y'all hear that? Yeah, we hear it. Blind spot, right? 
a differently abled member of the Seven. We're gonna pull through the roof with millennials. Inclusion's a big priority to them right now. Amazing. And then I think we find an ethnic or female, or fingers crossed, an ethnic female to replace the deep, and we're golden. <laughs> Homelander, wow, you're... It's, it's an honor, sir. Wait. Hold on. You can tell it's me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. That's, a, that's impressive. Now you don't need super eyes when you have super ears. Can I just say, that is amazing. And you, my friend, are a true hero. Not because of what you do for a job, but well, because of what you've overcome. Thank you. That means everything coming from you. Oh, stop it. Come on. Hey, guys, um, I just have one question, if that's OK. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So uh, what happens if, uh, I don't know, I do this? <laughs> And now you're just another useless fucking blind guy. This must be some kind of a joke. Ashley. What made you think I would ever allow a cripple into the seven, for fuck's sakes? Ashley, don't look at him, look at me. Ashley! Look at me. So, yeah. All I thought about, all I thought about was Donald Trump the whole time. That is some Donald Trump shit right there. Homeland and I was like, dick. oh, man. We got another example that of him being a dick. He ruined Mike's Daredevil facsimile blind spot. Um, oh, but that was them trying to replace Translucent, one of the people they were trying to replace Translucent with. That didn't go well. Uh, it ended up being a storm front down the road. Um, but uh, before we get into that thing even more, um, Devin, what do you think about Vought's plan to have super terrorists to keep the need for superheroes in the world. Do you think that's a It wasn't plan? really Vought's plan. It wasn't Vought's, Vought's plan, but again, when Homelander fucking, you know, lets the fucking, pay, opens Pandora's box, you gotta, you gotta fucking, you know, spin it. So again, you move with the spin, and now we're the only hope. So now you need Vought to fight super terrorisms. And I love Homelander every time. It's super villain. It's super villain. Not super terrorist. Super villain. Um, he's. Right. I mean, I love this shit. I just love Homelander. Um, all I want is the thirty for thirty on, on A Train because that motherfucker's hilarious. And it's right, it's so just like every basketball. We'll go there. We'll go with the flow. So, uh, old man, A Train was in. A Train was in the hospital. He was incapacitated after what happened at the end of season one in that warehouse. Uh, mm -hmm. but Huey and Starlight did save him. And then A-Train mm -hmm. gets out, and he shows up at Starlight, and he's like, look. Starlight tries to act like A-Train was in a coma and forgot, and he's like, oh, I remember you saving your little boyfriend, and that's why I'm <laughs> like this. He's like, "What about? why don't I just go tell Homelander? And Starlight was fucking like, oh, you ain't gonna do shit, motherfucker. You ain't about <laughs> to do shit. Uh, so what do you think about uh, where they're taking A Train? And before I before you talk, I'll, I'll just do this little commentary. I love how on the TV show, and this is something you don't often get when you move from comics to media, because in comic books you have so many issues to tell the story about so many characters. 
you usually are able to flesh characters out more. And the boys comic book does a good job of that. But like A Train and the Deep and characters like that, they're just secondary. Like they're just there oftentimes in the comic books. They don't they don't really have a ton of storylines. And I love how they're giving A Train his own storyline, giving the Deep his own storyline, giving Maeve her own storyline. Uh, Homelander has a storyline. Stormfront's getting a storyline. Starlight is a storyline. The Black Noir is just Black Noir, which is a storyline in itself. Um, but Kimiko and her brother—that's the storyline. Yeah, yeah like everyone's getting yeah. getting time in the in the show, which you don't often get. But uh, old man, what do you think about uh, what they're doing with A Train and how he kind of cowered down to Starlight when she put that threat on him? Uh, first off, I want to say shout out to the pinnacle of political perfection, Subokabi, who says, "What up, Brandon?" And um, also my man Black Rabbit, who also wants to have a, has a question about uh, Black Noir. Um, so, before, but um, his name is Black Black. Uh, Black Rabbit, B L A Q U E R A B B I T dot com. Um, so, Hold on, Black Black. I'm talking about Black Black, and I'm not even talking about Black Noir. I'm talking oh, about Black Black, Black. the, mo- yeah, the dude with the most Black. redundant name ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hated A Train in the last season. Let me rephrase. I didn't hate him. I had, perfect. Yes, he's a perfect representation of what it's like to go from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. When you when you're from the hood, and I think he got a glimpse of what it was like to go back to that in season one, when they were following him around the store, and he was like, "You don't do you know oh, who yeah. I am? I'm A Train," and he goes, "Yeah, and I'm Homelander." And he was, and then there was all of a sudden, like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm so sorry." Uh, uh, blah blah blah. So it's like, okay, so he got a glimpse of that, and now with his powers, um, causing his heart to like <sighs> enlarge. No, it's the compound being. It's not the powers. It's the compound being keeps. He keeps injecting okay. himself with compound V. Yeah, sorry, but, but like the overuse of his powers because of the compound V causes his heart to like work harder than it needs to. Mm-hmm. Thank you for correcting me. Um, so he also used a line. Home um, A Train used a line that Homelander used on him in the comic books, where he goes, "You don't fuck with the money." Mm-hmm. So when I look at A Train, I see. I get it, you know what I mean? I get when you're like, I can't go back to being nothing. I can't go back to feeling like I'm not a person. Because even if he has these powers, if he's not in seven, and excuse my language, he's just gonna be looked at as another nigga. Yeah, that's true. So I get it, like, you know what I mean? And it's the um, the fact that they're bringing this, um, bringing this up is, is dope because it is that. You have, um, professional athletes who have these giant entourages who don't give a shit about them because as soon as A-Train loses that money, and I'm pretty sure they're going to highlight this in the show, his entourage is going to be gone. Yup. You can't do anything for us, so why should we give a shit? But his brother was trying to save him. His brother was trying to save him. But that's also but that's also one of the reasons why you should have, like, anybody should have somebody in your crew who's going to be like, you're acting a fool right now, cut the shit the fuck out. And it wasn't even just because of his health. It wasn't just because of uh, like the money, he was worried about his health. He was worried about his character. He was worried about his soul. Mm-hmm. A train thirty for thirty gonna be flames. Um, honestly, Odin, they, I think you're right. They should do a thirty for thirty on A train, even if it's just something that they do for, uh, just uh, just for the boys on Amazon. I think that'd be a right. Day. Or just to, even if they play it on the background and they say the thirty for thirty, they make they, they get like a little promo for it. I'd be happy with that shit. Uh, yeah, because A train did say to Star like he said, listen, like. Uh, 
you don't fuck with the money. Like you do whatever you do, you don't fuck with the money. And Starlight says it's more important things than money. And A Train goes, excuse me, that's somebody. That's something someone says who always had. Always money. had, yeah. And so you can tell that A Train may have done some things that may did did some things and sold a soul to get money. Period. And that's a relatable thing for a lot of people. That doesn't mean A Train's not a dick because he's absolutely a dick. Um, but you can see um, that he's going to have a dilemma on his hands. Um, so, do y'all think? Uh, all three of y'all, do y'all think he's going to eventually sell out Starlight, or do you think he's going to shut his mouth? Go oh, wait. Uh, no, uh, he's going to end up getting kicked out of the. I think he's going to end up getting kicked out of the seven, and he's going to end up. I think he dies a martyr. I think he. I, think, I agree. I think he dies saving. Um, I think it's hard. He think he dies saving the boys. I think his heart explodes, and I think it explodes right in, right on Huey's face, and I think he dies saving Huey. And it kind of gives like you know what I mean, like not really. I shouldn't say closure or acceptance, but I think black not black excuse me, I think A Train. Come full circle. Yeah, and it comes full circle, and he tries his best to redeem himself once he realizes everything that he's done. Um, and I think that ends with um, what the fuck is his name, Jack from Jupiter, replacing A Train in season three. So um, we get Jack from Jupiter. Jack from Jupiter, I, Mike, for you don't know, is their version of Martian Manhunter. He um, um they showed a there's a clip of somebody um from him. There's a clip of him, sort of, kind of. In there, I'm not sure if it was just some guy in green screen, but it was like somebody in a in a costume in a green face with eyes. So I was like, oh, maybe that's supposed to be Jack from Jupiter. It was something on their um, Instagram page. Uh, but I think A Train. I don't know if he dies this season, but I really think he does die saving himself. I think that he really starts to understand everything that he's done after they kick him out. I don't think he's ever going to be aware of it until he loses the pain and everything else, but I don't think A-Train makes it out throughout the season. He definitely dies, and he definitely dies sacrificing himself for a better cost. Okay. So we know what Mike thinks about the Deep uh, and what Old Man thinks. Devin, what do you think about what's going on with the Deep? I mean, it's the best. He, he's on his Jerry Falwell shit. What do you mean? He's on his Pat Richardson, man. He's going to save somebody with this Christianity. They're going to so get him back. You know, the, the church. <laughs> the it's definitely Scientology. Scientology. Yeah, it's definitely Scientology. I love every minute of it, yo. Oh man. I, also, fuck the deep. I need to know what um, Eagle Wings' fucking power. What compound B did for him? He's green. He's green. Um, he's green. No fucking bitch. He took the. He took the fucking compound B. What is that doing? Yes, yeah, giving him good vision so he can be an archer. Fuck you. <laughs> and then I realized how pointless it is. I found out what a, a, qui- a qui- or is it a quiver or a query? The quiver. I didn't know what the fuck that was, and I was like, that makes sense because there there isn't enough arrows when everybody has bullets uh, in your quiver. It's just never going to be enough. So, uh, so uh, I was like, let's play this clip from the deep, and then we'll talk about his mm-hmm. uh, his storyline too. And I'll go to Mike after this. Before it plays, I mean, it's, is it the victim being a victim, yo? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Deep. 
Homelander. Hey. Hey. What happened? They killed her. They fucking killed her, man. What? I just was trying to help out. You know, I got some intel and the bullet okay. just tried to cut him off. Oh, okay. fuck. I just ran right into her. I'm so sorry. I was just like, I'm going to try to stop him. I tried to cut him okay. off. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So you're saying there's, there's people with the terrorists? Look at me. You're saying they're not alone? I think so. All right. Did you get a good look at them? Or? Not really. I was too busy worrying about Lucy. Right, Lucy. But I think they went off in the storm drains. Can't be too far. Ah, uh, who invited you, exactly? Starlight. Listen, what I did was unforgivable. I'm going to do everything in my power to renew my light. Mm. Not just for you, but for all the female people that I've offended. Renew your light? Did you just fucking join the Church of the Collective? Maybe. You're an idiot. Hey, easy on the religious persecution, okay, new girl? Starlight. Maybe one day you can welcome me back into the Seven. But I know my road is long and hard. Are you serious? There is no fucking way you're coming back. There's no need for language. All right, enough. We do not have time for this. Look, I am with you, sister, but first we have to go get the terrorist, okay? All right. Okay. Okay. Can I start? I, I, go for it. Go away. Go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you, you sound way more excited than you. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. So, I never want to be on the side of this, right? But this is real shit, right? Yes, the deep is some shit, right? He gave that woman an ultimatum. He did not rape that woman. He did give her an ultimatum. That's definitely rape. That is 100% rape. That's 100%. It is. What's wrong with Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The views of Devin do not represent those of the old man Wade show. Or anybody else on this show. No, wait. So my thing was, I was like, ah, shit is terrible. Shit was terrible. And I was like, ooh, how I felt. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about her. Like canceling him, even though he should be canceled and he's terrible, because that's not the first time he's done it, and I know he hasn't. Um, so he's a terrible piece of shit. And he gets karma is a real thing, but for her to be that, I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah. Are never you, mind. It's all bad. It's stop all bad. what you're saying. It's all. It's all. You should just not. All, it, it was. It was all bad, but I was just like, uh, I don't know. I I didn't like it. I mean. She was she joined the team fair and square. Then when she gets on the team, a member of the team tells her that I'm gonna yeah, make up right. some shit about you that didn't actually right. happen because you're I right. have you're stroke around right. here unless you suck my you're dick right. right now. That is You're right. No, that is coercion terrible. Again, is AKA rape. Coercion is rape. That is a real thing. Sexual misconduct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he so, shouldn't be on. I mean, and then we yeah, learned, right. we learned in this episode, this season, that the deep that he's an awful person. Yeah, has a history of doing this. And yeah, apparently in his mind, it's because he has gills. But yeah, but then you you're re, you reinforce that by fucking Homelander is like cover your fucking gills up, get out of here, fucking whore. And I was like, oh, oh damn, Homelander, well, oh, Homelander damn. is trash as well, horrible trash. Yeah. So Mike, so hurt you, people hurt people. That's what I was trying to say. Mike, so <laughs> you weren't rooting for the deep to get back on the seven? No, uh, he can. I actually was disappointed. So w- when she said in season one, she was like, after she was talking to Huey on the bench, I thought she was foreshadowing. She's like, I'm gonna take that motherfucker's head clean off, and I was like, cool, yeah, 
you you should do that. And then she hasn't done it yet. But I'm all for the I'm all for that if that's still on the table. So the Personally, I mean he's he's, he's gonna seven, go through some worse shit. I don't I don't think it gets better for him. This is why I don't care if the deep gets back on the seven. Cause it's not like the seven are good guys. They're not the. They're not baby faces. <laughs> it's a team full of terrible people with the exception of Starlight. Yeah, Who's but I just good? I don't want him to have any sort of satisfaction in. Hold on, hold on, old man. Who's good on the seven? Who's a good person? No, no, no. Ma- Maeve is okay. Maeve We're is talking. not a good person. Maeve was a good person. She was a good person. She has been corrupted. Man, Chase Lucid was in that fucking bathroom, yo. That shit was hilarious. I'm using, but you gotta remember, I'm using babyface in the kayfabe term. In terms of kayfabe, which hasn't been broken. Oh yeah, they are babyfaces. They're they're still babyfaces. We just, we're just, we're just privy to behind the scenes. So technically, they, even to the world, they're still babyfaces. That's true. And it's like, and the first thing they did because like, we've seen it a million times. Let's look at the deep and the horrible things he's done. They'll say when he joins, when he goes back to the seven, which will definitely happen, he's gonna, they're gonna, he'll have some press conference and it'll probably be um, uh, Stormfront or they'll try to get Starlight to go, oh, well, he went through a long, hard road and he, <laughs> uh, she, I don't want her to do that. That would suck. No, that's, that's, oh, that's no, old happen, man is, no, old man is saying that's what Vought would make her do. Oh, I know. I agree with that. That's what they. I just. I'm just saying. I, I didn't say that that's what he thought that, the, or that's what she should do. I just. I don't. Me personally, if that happens, I'm gonna be like, oh. You know it's gonna happen. You know it's perfect. Right. You know it's gonna happen. So, but only thing about it is, it's like the only thing that's the only reason that gives me pause because with that is because Starlight has a a rebel streak in her. Like we saw what she did during the um the Soups for Christ or whatever it was when she was like, this is all that bullshit. Was that was great. Yeah, it was, it was great. So she has this wild streak in her. So the only thing I can wonder, only thing that work, um, makes me uh, think that she will, is Homelander grabbing Huey and, or saying, if you don't, I'll find your boyfriend and I'll fucking kill him. Well, also, old man Wade, here's a question I have for you who seems to be the most knowledgeable on the boys. There's a scene in the trailer where Homelander and her are in the elevator and he just like beat like attacks her. What what's what is that? Like what that's what I've been waiting for waiting to see because I do not want her to die. I don't think she's gonna die. I think she's too crucial. Huh? Yeah I was I was agreeing with you. Uh she's too important of a character to die. Um I I think what's gonna happen is she's going to disobey an order that to A Train's point fucks with the money or fucks with one of his plans. Now, Brandon has read the comic book, so we know what that plan eventually will become. I feel like she's gonna overhear something or disobey Homelander directly. I don't think he cares if she dis, um, if she disobeys Bot, as long as it's not something that she, excuse me, as long as it's not something that he doesn't agree with. She can disobey Bot all she wants. If it's not something Homelander um, doesn't agree with, if he agrees with it, then no, you better do this shit because I fucking said so. Yes. So who knows? And then we also have to remember that she had a chance to, and I think that this actually, you know what? I'll take it a step further. The elevator scene that we witnessed, I think we're gonna in the trailer. I think that's gonna happen in Friday's episode. I think that it, I think it's gonna. And I I thought my first thought was that it was gonna be like you didn't kill him when I told exactly. you to kill him. 
Exactly. Why not? And then he's, I think in the trailer, he says something like no more games or something like he, I don't remember what he said, but he, and then he attacked her. So I don't know. I mean, she's obviously like after that point, there's no way she's going to be in the seven or welcome, at least by Homelander. Um, the comic, it's funny with the comic books. It's weird. Cause there's also, there's also been a couple of trailers and a couple of images where we've seen her on the, on that couch with the rest of the, um, the boys. Um, so I think uh, you're right in the sense, like I was saying earlier, she, I think they're going to have a falling out after everything that happened in the, in the, uh, in episode three, mm-hmm. now in episode four, I feel like Homeland is going to say to her, get your, basically get your shit together or a or leave or I'll fucking kill you. I honestly think it's going to be, I'll, I wouldn't be shocked if the exact words were, or I will fucking kill you. Speaking of episode <laughs> three. Uh, one of the things that we find out is that one of the the soup terrorists that they smuggled in to America um, is Kimiko's brother um, from that uh, what is it, the Shining Light terrorist terrorist group uh, that they have on the show. Um, and oh, he... question for you. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if, why, but my Amazon Prime when they're speaking in another language, it's not showing me it. The bo- the box pops up as Wait, if there's something. Did you even watch episode three? Yeah. Don't you remember when, um, Kemp, when when Frenchie was no, talking to his? You know, listen, I, I can't. No, read let him finish. Yeah, yeah. The subtitles. Stuff, so I don't know what right. they're. I never right. know what they're saying. Did you not listen to what Frenchie was saying to him? Oh no, but I see what he's saying because I get the I get the subtitles when they're talking. Yeah, in a, in I know. A, no, no, saying, I don't yeah. get to see subtitle when they're speaking. They're not when they're doing sign language. When this when they're speaking their language. A, a box pops up as if there's subtitles. Yeah, and it's not working. I don't you. see the words. There's, from my... there's no. It's not a language. But no, I get. Yes, no. He's talking about when. Yeah, Brandon. He's he talk, Mike is talking about when Kimiko brother brother is talking to Kimiko. Yes, yes. He's not getting that. That's he's what Mike's not speaking not getting. the language though. He said he made up that he language. Is. No, but he made he, up the sign language. Still... They're just speaking a dialect of. Uh, and I was going to ask you guys what they were saying because. They were talking on the street, and then they just started fighting and ran away, and I have no idea what happened. So I, I actually got the um. So that's what that, I understand what you're saying because I actually have I read even when they're speaking in um the uh, the the language, language. They up, I'm yeah. still getting I still could read the the, um, the subtitles. So I got the subtitles from when they were speaking um in another dialect right. and they were using the um the sign language so i got both tell me stuff. why they started like i have no idea what he said when he was not speaking english at all yeah. long story short is he's ba- i know in episode three he was basically tell um kamika was saying was telling a story about how when she helped him get food and then he retorted with do you remember when they caught you i took the um i took the blame for it and they broke my hands and he and he said, "See, we protect each other." Yeah. Also, he's about and he's about that terrorist life. Well, that in the he show, he's definitely about that. He, he, he is definitely about that life. That because she attacked him, and I was like, "No way!" Like he must have said something bad, but I I can't read what he's like. Yeah, Kimiko show. basically said like they're bad people. They killed our parents, and he's like, "No, America's bad." Like we're we're doing the right. right thing. This is the right thing, and she's like, "No." But yeah, Kimiko is part of the team, and Kimiko is definitely like, "Hey." We got to bring you in. Like, we, I don't want to hurt you. Don't make me hurt you. And he's like, we, I can help you. I can help you. We can protect you and stuff like that. And he doesn't feel that way. 
Uh, it feels like it's American lies and shit like that. So that's why he continues to try to kill the team. And so we find out that Butcher made a deal um, that if they bring in Kimiko's brother, that um, everybody can get back to their normal life and their life's going to get scrubbed. Now, um, old man, do you believe that Butcher made the deal for everybody's life to get scrubbed? Or do you think no. he made the deal no. so that he can get Becca? For himself, for himself. All, all, all for himself. All for himself. This is one of the reasons why I, I'm not a fan of the revisions they've made with the Butcher. Um, In the comic book, Mother's Milk was his best friend, and he would go beyond anything to make sure that Mother's Milk wasn't wasn't um, disrespectful. Harmed and right, right, right. It's not the same here. He doesn't have the same kind of love for them that he had in the comic books. That's they show they show his obsessiveness over getting Becca back. They show that it's it's a detriment to him and the team. Uh, so that's what they're really highlighting. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you've talked about this in the past, Brandon, but in the comic books, Becca died. She died way before everything else. The story that, so in the comic books, uh, his wife was raped by a superhero. She gave birth to a superhero baby in the middle of the night, maybe like a month or two after um, she was impregnated. And once she died, that got, that started Butcher on his uh, quest for everything that he's doing. It also made a lot of sense why he was so calm, why he was so cool when you find out what's going on and everything. Now with his wife being alive, he has this obsession mm-hmm. with getting his wife back. So that if there's anything that I have an issue with with the show, it's Butcher and his uh goals. But here's the it's, thing, it, old man. Ultimately in the comic books Ultimately, uh, despite everything Same that you thing. said was true, ultimately Butcher was still about himself. At the end of the day, when he had a chance, when at, when all was said and done, he still said, "Fuck mother's milk, fuck fuck Frenchie, fuck the female." I'm on this mission that I'm on, and that and my mission is the most important mission. I actually think the opposite of you. I actually think they're changing him in the on the show to make him more care about his team. I think they're telling the story that he started out as this man on a mission and slowly over these seasons, he's going to become the leader that he claims to be for the boys and that he's actually going to do these things for them. And I do think that Mallory wouldn't have went along with it if it didn't help the other people. Because Mallory said to him, like, oh, you're just going to fuck your team up like you did the last time? And so I don't think she would have went along with it if he just went by himself. But I do think it's intriguing to know because nobody trusts him on that. Uh, but anyway, the butcher butcher got this boat and he had Kimiko's brother out there and they're supposed to be waiting for Mallory's team to come pick him up. And then that's when all the shit with the deep happened. And then they go looking for him in the in the tunnels. And we talked about what happened with Starlight and Homelander. Uh, but I do have one more scene to play. It's the last scene of the night. Uh, this is the big action scene that we've gotten uh, in the first three episodes. And this is um, Stormfront coming after um, Kimiko's brother. Kimiko's brother. Hey, guys. 
Stormfront is now choking Kimiko. Like she's about to kill him. Yellow bastard. <laughs> so Brandon, can I um, so can I um, make a few comments before you start? Yes. Can I, can, get, let me get. Can I get this one off? Can I get this one off? This one. This okay. One, so the boys. What I'm saying is, she don't give a fuck about black people. She don't kill all them fucking black people. Fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck her. Eighty-seven thousand times. Because it was you. You want to destroy the projects? See. Anyway, I love this show because it, it imitates real life. White people don't care about black, black, black people in the projects. Okay, all right. All right. So you took you, you took one point. So I'll um I'll I'll explain on that. Um. So first, what I thought when I watched this, I thought she was doing it because she's a racist uh, c word. She is that, as we saw by what happened when she killed Kamiko's brother. We also have to. It, it was also very strategic by how it was done. So she specifically killed everybody in there because now there aren't any witnesses. And I don't know if you noticed that, but at, when um, they were given food and shelter away, everybody in there was black. And what happens when you have a- I noticed. And when you have a group of black people who are being handed stuff out like that and you have children playing and stuff like that, you get ratings, you get sympathetic. The terrorists killed all those black people, not Stormfront. Um, one thing that I absolutely loved about what they did with Stormfront is they changed their powers. In the comic book, Stormfront's powers were way too similar to Homelander's. So having two of those characters on screen would have been redundant. The fact that they changed it up just enough, like just giving her lightning powers added to their her name being Stormfront. And um, it works on screen. It works on screen. It works for the audience. If she just would have been another person with like, let's say lightning eyes, which I think he, oh, what, sort of, I think he had lightning breath or something like that. And he had super strength and could fly, we'd all be looking like, okay, he's just, she's just Homelander with uh, lightning breath. It wouldn't have been enough to give a distinction that people would have cared about. But given her these lightning powers, it, it added to it. It also, and so for everybody, I was listening, I was um, on Twitter and there was a, Someone I follow on Facebook, and she was saying how all her friends had a crush on Stormfront, and she kept telling them, "Okay," and didn't say anything about it. But she knew what was about to happen. And so when season, when episode three came out, she goes, "Hey, this is for everyone who had a, a crush on Stormfront." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I love what they did with her. I love the buildup. And one thing that I wanted to point out earlier that I'm glad we waited for. I see why they waited until I see what they did three episodes in one day. 
each of the the first two episodes they ended, but they kind of just ended. There was no big like conclusion at the end of it. That there was, was no build up to 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 like you know propel you into season like episode four. So yeah, exactly. So, but episode three, you're like, oh, we now have a change in a character that we were initially supposed to like. Kamiko's brother is now dead. Uh, Butcher is starting to question, and to your point, Brandon, it looked like Butcher was starting to question his conquest or trying to find his wife when he was looking at all the the, the points to uh, Yellow House, this kind of tree, this kind of wood, this kind of house. It looked like he was starting to question whether or not he was going about everything uh, properly or correctly, or even like uh, morally, was it right? This episode, episode three, was a perfect ending to get everyone amped up for season four. For I'm sorry, episode four of season two. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, fuck, what's up with Stormfront? Was the I don't want to say it. Was her comment to Kamiko's brother really as fucked up as a like you know as a sound, or was it just that? Um, was her killing these random black people um, personal, or did it mean something else? Are we going to see her past? Why was she selected from Vought? So now it just adds so many questions going forward that it was perfect that they added three episodes. One, because it gives you more to look for for season four. But two, people love to binge. So those three episodes will have people binging, which people um, enjoy doing, and get you um, amped up for episode four. This is my favorite scene good. of the first. That boy, that boy good. That boy good. That boy good. <laughs> this is my favorite scene of the first three episodes because it told so, it foreshadowed so much and it told so much. It showed that for comic book fans who saw Stormfront as a Nazi, they threw in all right. She just because she's fighting Kimiko's brother, who's a person of color, and then she kills these black people for no fucking reason. None. Like she's walking through the apartment, they're screaming. She could have easily just kept fighting him and went through the the. She could have destroyed shit fighting him, but she destroyed the whole projects just because mm-hmm. it was full of people yeah. of color. She met, she killed the black dude in the refri- in the refrigerator. The kids yelled. She thought about it, killed the kids. They showed that off screen. Then she sees the black dude in the hallway, throws him out the window. Then you see her just destroying apartment buildings building. while she's going upstairs yeah. for no fucking reason. There's no reason for her to do that. Kimiko and her brother weren't in those apartments. She was doing that because she hates black people, which is, which is a, a which is a front to the Nazi stormfront in the comic books, and they did it in a white woman character, which is even more better. Interesting mm, so good, uh, and mm, then, so good. And then what you didn't see in that clip was Homelander had said, "Leave him for me," because Homelander likes to get right. the last blow so he can be the person that talks to the news and all that shit. And Stormfront was basically like, "Nah." Whatever, I did it. And then she was the Too one that interviewed when the news was talking about stopping the super terrorists. She's already marking her ground there, and she's playing everyone on that team like a fiddle. And so when Old Man talked about well, Edgar's the only person who has the mental capacity to fuck with Homelander, I think yeah. we're going to see Stormfront get under well, Homelander's skin. I, I mentioned that earlier. Like She definitely has like the ability. Yeah. So, Mike, I got to ask you a question. You were all... What was your well, Mike? What was your reaction when you saw who Stormfront really is? Uh, I that was the first time I was like, all right, I gotta stop having expectations with these characters because <laughs> every time, like this is not anything that I'm used to seeing. 
Um, I felt like she had an ulterior motive, but the way she was talking to Starlight and the other characters, I was like, maybe she'll actually be, you know, a, a, not a bad person. And then I was like, nope, she, nope, that was wrong again. She just, yeah, no, wrong again. So I'm learning not to have any, like, when a, next time I see a new character, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm not even going to have any expectations this time because... <laughs> Uh, they're gonna be wrong. If you're introduced to someone in the boys, you should immediately think that they're a bad person. There's uh, no to reason quote, to think that they're good. To quote Luke Cage, assume everyone is a piece of shit and be pleasantly surprised when you find someone who's not. There was only there was one t- group of team in the entire boys comic books, however oh, many God. fucking issues it was, that were actually legitimately good people. And they were and they got treated like shit. They got treated like shit. Um, and so, th- this comic book series is turning everything on its face with your your views of superheroes, and that's the whole point of the series, right? Is to make you question your heroes. It's to question your heroes, c- celebrity culture, that type of thing, and to think that... Because here's the in real life, all celebrities aren't terrible, but a lot of celebrities that you think are good are terrible behind the scenes. And so the boys is just turning that up to a thousand. But here's the thing. The boys aren't good either. Like that's the thing with the boys is they see the badness in the soups, but they go about it in a way sometimes that is inconsiderate of the collateral damage that comes around them. And in the comic books, they fuck up a lot of shit going after the soups. And I think we're going to see that in the in the show as well going forward. Um, all right, before we get out of here, because we'll be back next week for season four, I mean, episode four. Uh, Devin, what are you looking forward to in episode four? You got any predictions? No, I got questions. Hold on. I got questions, questions for everybody. Who the fuck is cutting the dick off for 100K? Who's growing sure the ATM? Who's, I mean, no, who's cutting if the I dick can off? grow it back? Yeah. Yeah, who's cutting that? $4,000? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Back, what? He can grow it back instantly, bigger than it was. Can, can it? Is it bigger? Do you know it's gonna be bigger? Do you know it's gonna be bigger though? Uh, so hold up, yo, yo, Devin, I got a good one for you. Uh, new in an issue of New Avengers, the Hood was fighting Wolverine, and he uh-huh. uh, Wolverine stabbed him right in the chest, but like he was like mounting him for his black one. The Hood shot him in the dick a bunch, <laughs> and. The hood ran away, and he goes, um, maybe it'll grow back bigger. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't think it grows back bigger, but let me tell yeah. you. Well, 100,000, what was it? What was it? No, what's it it was, it's a thousand. It's a thousand. It's a thousand dollars. I'm sorry. No, it was oh. 100,000. No, no, it was, no, it was, it was a, a thousand. It, it was a thousand. Let me tell you. My wife, I'm not going to the ATM. Yeah. My wife thought that him chopping his, hand, his arm off for 400 was low-balling. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But a thousand for a dick, man, you, that is crazy. And then how awesome is the heat vision that we get to see? And fuck Superman for not using his heat vision as much as he should. There's a reason for that, though. He, um, it's, he's actually, Batman's actually spoken about how, like, that's one of his deadliest weapons. Um, if you've ever read Injustice, Superman he uses the light all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it's so dangerous and so unpredictable that he's just scared to use it. Like, like he said in the um, Justice League cartoon, he walks around in a world made out of cardboard. 
So it's a little different when he's really trying to like when he can't use that. Like it's not like okay. Cyclops, it's not like Cyclops is optic blasts that are like that aren't heat. They're concussive mm-hmm. blasts. Homelander doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, what was it? Uh, what, I forget what Chris Rock said. You think you don't give a fuck? Homelander really don't give a fuck. <laughs> what else? So, uh, warming that breast milk up was pretty gross. But uh, y'all gonna drink that? Uh, your dead, your dead uh, side pieces uh, breast milk? You gonna drink that? Yeah, no, no. Mike would. No, what? Ew, <laughs> bro. No, why you play with it with his tongue before he tastes the shit? He's like. Ah. I got a question for you guys. Who do you got in a fight between Superman and Homelander? Superman. Homelander, what are you talking about? So the, I'm only asking because I saw an interview with like the director or someone that works on the set, and he answered this question. And he said that it would be Homelander because uh, Homelander would just take a bunch of hostages, and while Superman was trying to save him, he would just get a cheap, you know. No. Uh, Homelander would do some fuck shit like that. Personally, I think Superman would win because uh, I mean, but I'm I just uh, obviously you're biased. You're biased. Yeah. Let me tell you like this: There's nothing. So, do you guys remember when Brandon will remember this? I don't know if you guys will, but there was a DC Comics versus uh, Marvel. I have that. Yeah. Versus, it, yeah, yeah. And it was Lobo versus Wolverine. And before I read it, I asked my uncle because I didn't know who Lobo was at the time. And he go, I go, who's who was win? And he says, there's nothing Lobo can do to Wolverine that hasn't been done to him already. That's how I look at Homelander. Homelander, there's nothing Homelander can do to, Wolver- to um, Superman Super. that hasn't been done to him before. There's, It's like, and again, Homelander is mentally weak. And let me comment on something that the pun, let me comment, let me end, excuse me, let me end this rant by something the Punisher said. The Punisher was, um, this guy had, uh, Nikki Cabea, had a uh, hostage. And the Punisher said to him, you won't shoot him because you're a coward. And part of you really thinks that if you let him go, that I won't kill you. And that part of you won't stop telling you to let this let this kid go. In a hundred, Superman would say something similar, not as ruthless, but something similar. Or... But- or Superman without smart him. Homelander is a fucking idiot. Um, you're not wrong. But what what weakness does Homelander have that Superman? Well, that's the we thing. All know In Superman. the comic books, Homelander doesn't have a weakness. Right. So that's yeah. what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> Superman does though. Uh, we can't say it, but like he has a weakness, and that's saying, and it's like there is the only person stronger than Superman may be the Immortal Hulk. Homelander ain't got shit on Superman. If we're just talking a fifth, if we're just talking, even if it was, even if Homelander got hostages, there is nothing Homelander can do to Superman that he can't out, he can't counter. What if he had had kryptonite? (laughs) Let me tell you. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make a difference because that's fine. Super kryptonite's all fine and well at a distance. The only Wait, okay, thing. boom, take this out. So Vault makes a kryptonite laced motherfucking suit for Homelander, and Homelander just giving Superman to work. What is Superman gonna do? Outsmart him. No, because what I'm saying is Homelander well, Lex has done that. Him. Lex has done the kryptonite suit before, and it didn't work, obviously. But 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 Lex don't got superpowers like Homelander either. Yeah. 
So oh, hold on, I, I need to share this. So um, I asked a couple of my friends specifically for the show. I asked them if they uh, if they're enjoying the boys, and uh, my best friend goes, "It's good. I'm enjoying it." I'm mad Stormfront didn't drop the N bomb when she murdered that black family. Yes, for literally, that literally no great. So no, hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on, this is great. So my other friend goes, she said it. It just wasn't audible. She did say it with her face. She did give that look. She did. Yeah, she did yeah. give that look. I get it. Me, I, uh, I'm on another podcast called Hindsight with Rashani, where we review old movies, mm. and we just did back to back. We did Harlem Nights and. Um, Life, Life. Hollow Nights and Life, and one of the one of the one of the popular phrases in Hollow Nights and Life was "jig and jigaboo," uh, and she definitely gave that. Look at these jigaboos! Fuck these jigaboos! Got them moon crickets, them fucking moon crickets, boy! She you better had get some good racism eyes, and I appreciate the good racism eyes by the actress. And they almost see it's like um it's like my dude um Michael uh, Michael Rucker, right? I love Michael Rucker. Michael Rucker is not a racist for everything that I've read about him. But Michael Rucker plays a racist so good <laughs> that you believe that that dude has to be a racist in real life. Mm-hmm. Because he plays a racist too fucking good. Uh, and so she has some good racism eyes. So I'm interested to see uh, where they go with that uh, with Stormfront um, in the future. Um, all right, Mike, did you have any questions about The Boys Season 1? Or the first three episodes of season two, or the boys in general, that you were confused about, that you didn't understand, or something you'd like to more know, learn more of, anything like that. No, I asked all my questions so far. All right, Mike. So, what are you looking forward to for episode four next week? Uh, probably this uh, home front, a uh, homelander versus uh, Starlight thing that's about to happen. I I, I feel like he, old man Wade's right, and it's going to happen in this next episode. So. We'll see. I don't want anything to happen to her. That would make me upset. Uh, Devin? Uh, no, I'm going to keep on watching, bro. So I'll, I'll see you guys next week. That's what's up. You don't have any predictions? You don't have any I can care for I, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm going to watch and, and love it, and then I'll talk about it. Do you want to know why they call them mother's milk? <laughs> I do. I, I could care less. I want to know. Well, maybe you'll find out. I think you'll find out. Why would you bait me with that and then not tell me? Oh, man, what are you looking forward to next week? Um, everything. There isn't a moment of the... Okay. I won't... Uh, let me... Um, I'll answer your question with everything because there's nothing about the show that I don't enjoy. But what I love about this show is that they don't need action and jaw-dropping moments for the show to flow. They have this way of creating something that's completely entertaining and then using moments where like we'll have uh, Stormfront say something shocking or we'll have moments where we see glimpses of what could happen without it like and have it still work in the flow of the show. This is something I appreciate about the creative staff between this. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing how this trend continues and how they set up for how season four, excuse me, episode four sets up for episode five. Yeah, so uh, I think episode four is called, I think it has a name. It's called. Some long ass name that I can't use in my fucking Band Smackdown things because it's too goddamn long. 
What the the name of the episodes? Yeah, man. Over the years, called nothing like it in the world. Um, So something addictive is going to happen, and I think it's going to be power. And I think we're going to get start to get the stormfront and and um, Homelander fight for the leader type thing. Also. That scene showed how strong Stormfront is. I think the show wants you to believe that Stormfront can uh, give Homelander a run for his money. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how powered up they make Stormfront. Because uh, he is pretty fucking powerful in the books. So I'm interested to see how powered up they make her in the TV show. Um, but yeah, we, we're going to try to do this every week uh, for this season. Um, with Old Man Wade, Devin, Mike, and myself. We love the boys. Um, go read the books if you get a chance. Um, this The show is not exactly like the books, but it gives you some insight into these characters. Uh, so you kind of understand the motivation of these characters. Um, Old Man Wade, you got, a, you got any shout-outs? What you got going on this week on the Old Man Wade show? Uh, I was actually going to ask if you guys had 45 minutes to do my show after this. Um so we don't have any. So as of now, funny thing is, we actually don't have anything coming up this week. We haven't uh, recorded everything. Like my life's been pretty hectic, as has Super Bowl hobbies. Um, but uh, I just want to say, make sure you go to oldmanwade.com. Uh, visit the site. That's where we're um, we're pumping more articles out that will be coming more and more. We actually have a few on that I think you'll enjoy. They're not just comic book stuff. There's a lot of things that go on here about black culture. Uh, toxic behavior and things of that nature. Uh, don't, and I will also want to really promote the Old Man Wade Show Facebook page. Uh, we basically go on there. It's like we post some deep stuff, but for the most part, we try to make sure that it's a place you can go. It's a safe space. If someone gets out of character, we'll delete them or we'll check them. It's one of the two. Uh, most likely we'll just delete the comment and tell them to go fuck themselves. But um the Old Man Wave Show is a place you can go for fun, uh, some pop culture stuff. I make memes all the time. I make random jokes. Uh, it's a caring place. It's a fun place. It's the Old Man Wade Show on Facebook page. Uh, thank you. Yeah, make sure you go subscribe to that uh, website. I mean, podcast. That's what you know I got. On the show. <laughs> uh, Devin was on Hindsight Reviews with us uh, last week. We reviewed Life. Did um, Brandon freeze? I feel like Brandon freeze. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Well, he shot, I don't know. Well, he shot oh, he's moving. Oh, oh can he's y'all good. Hear me? That boy good. That, I can hear you. Okay. Devin was on uh, our podcast Hindsight this weekend, uh, reviewing life um, with Eddie Murphy. Mark there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Claude Banks uh, slander on that a episode. Lot a lot of Claude Banks slander Banks. on that. So if you haven't subscribed to Hindsight, make sure you go subscribe to that where we go back and review old movies. And Hindsight, Old Man was on there two weeks ago doing um, Harlem Nights with us. Um, and then next week, we're doing Coming to America. So uh, this is Eddie Murphy month. We're going to have a theme month every month. Next month is Halloween movies, obviously, which we're doing the fantastic film Vampire in Brooklyn and Woo! and uh, Leprechauns in Compton. I want to be on for, I, I'm just saying right now, I want to be on for Vampires in Brooklyn. Vampire, Me too. Because I think that is an underrated film. Thank you. Look, Shani, I know you're listening to this. Shani thinks it's one of the worst films good... of all time. So, oh, God, I, and I don't know how to argue about this. So yeah, go check that out. Um, those come out every week. Um, 
we're just gonna do the boys for a while for the next uh, for this week and maybe next week, and then we'll get back to doing our normal show as well. Uh, but we got I'm trying to build up some new stories. We got a lot to talk about. We may talk about DC um, fandom. I know Mike has a lot to say about that, um, and we'll get some information about that. Um, and Mike, oh by the way, I will say this before we go. Mike really enjoyed the Batman trailer. He thought it was so awesome and like the best thing ever he's ever seen in his whole entire world. And I thought it was just okay. Um, I have thoughts on that as well. Uh, but it's, it would take way too long to discuss that at the end of the show. Uh, question for you, Brandon. Are you going to risk your life to go see Tenet? I did. Either. I saw it yesterday. You saw Tenet? I saw Tenet yesterday. Oh, fuck you. Yo, keep your... <laughs> Yo, Mike, keep your COVID ass over there. I really want to go see Tenet really bad. Like, I really, way, really want to go Tenet, see it. When I, Robert Pattinson's in that movie, which I didn't know until I got there. Uh, what? Like he's a main, in the preview. Yeah. He's not in the preview. Is he in the preview? He is. He's in the oh, trailer. Well, I watched that movie, and I was like, yeah, he's going to be a good Batman. He's going to be a I, I have no doubt he's going to be a good Batman, but that trailer wasn't it for me. But I do want to go see Tenet, and... I theater. didn't see Tenet. I saw it yesterday in my Corona theater that was doing special. Showing. I am debating going because one thing I heard from people who actually went to the movies is that most of them are empty. They're like, you know, 10, 15 They are. Mine was, there was like 12 seats between every customer. And then if I go during the day, it'll probably be even less. So I'm not, I might actually go. In like in the middle of the day, like a four thirty showing, where it's like two people in the theater to see Tenet. See, I'm going to the twelve o'clock. Fuck you! I'm going to the twelve p.m. fucking show. Oh, Kevin, where are you at? Kevin, where are you located? Uh, I'm about to be in Maryland, and I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. Uh, All but right. I'm in Maryland. Uh. I got both of you guys are in COVID state, so yeah, keep your COVID asses over there. Oh, whoa, whoa, sir! You need to get get your life together. Actually, Maryland. The, the doing governor. Good. Yeah, the governor of Virginia. Made sure we were safe. We've been wearing masks before anybody was mandated to wear masks because our governor is a pediatrician and he said, Wear a mask. I've been wearing a mask for a very long time. You so also had to wear a mask because you're a flight attendant. That is correct. Uh, the, the reason I said it because I'm in Massachusetts, which is a, uh, <laughs> it, it works on two ways. I'm a white state. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, no. <laughs> it works for two reasons. Here's the thing about the movie theater, though. The movie theater has the potential to be a COVID spreader. It also has the potential to be the safest place to have entertainment, depending on how you look at it. Because if I go see a movie and there's eight people in that whole damn theater, that's safer than a grocery store. That's safer than any place else. However, if assholes start going back to the movie theaters all at once and you roll up in there and it's 120 people in there, Guess what I would do? First Super of all, I, I wouldn't be going at that time anyway. But guess what I yeah. would do? I walk my ass right back to the goddamn car. <laughs> I don't care. I need if to I run, on that theater. I am not sitting in any place with a hundred people, no matter what. But I really do want to go see Tenet, like really bad. I think I, I think I'll go back for Wonder Woman eighty four. That's supposed to come out next month, by the way. Um, which a lot of people I, don't, I don't realize. I'll be back for Wonder Woman and James Bond. But I think I am going to go see Wonder Woman because I kind of have to. Um, I was hoping they would do like they did with Mulan and give me an option to buy them. Because if they charged me $35 to see Tenet, guess what I'd be paying? I'd be paying $35 to see Tenet. $35 I really want to see Tenet. 
Um, yeah, so no, I, I agree. If they give me an option to pay whatever the amount is to watch it at home, I'm going to pay whatever the amount is to watch it at home. But, but this is my thing with Tenet, bro. Are you are you thinking you're going to enjoy it like you would in the fucking Dolby shit? Because you know you're going to fucking have a, a experience like no. Well, that's the whole reason why he's doing thing. this because he shot it in on film and he. You know, Nolan has this whole thing where he's like, I shot it on film. I guess that's experience and blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of why he's not releasing the straight-to-home video, part of the reason. But here's the thing. I don't know how much money this film's going to make because people aren't really going to the theaters. All the theaters, all the people... No, it, made, it, made, it, made, it made a lot of money overseas already. Yeah, I, well, I know that because, you know, overseas actually, you know, handled COVID, unlike us. You know, they're having baseball games. They got professional wrestling <laughs> with fans. It's going to soccer games. People having concerts. People still not getting COVID. Like, don't get yeah. me started on that. We we fucked yeah. this shit up morally here. Um, but I do kind of want to go see the movie, so I might I might go in the middle of the day. But I'm debating it. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week for episode four of the boys. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for watching on Facebook Live. Uh, and we'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace.